When you're lost in the darkness, look for the pod. Specifically, the Prestige TV podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, where we're breaking down every new episode of HBO's The Last of Us. On Sunday nights, grab your battery and join Van Lathan and Charles Holmes for an instant reaction to the latest episode. Then head back to the QZ on Tuesdays for a deep dive with Joanna Robinson and Mallory Rubin. From character arcs to video game adaptation choices, story themes to needle drops, we'll parse every inch of this cordyceps-coated universe. Watch out for mouth tendrils and follow along on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Shout out, Shaq. I love it. The Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. She Pete is back on this Tuesday, March 7th. Uh, I am in New York city where I'm slightly under the weather, but we're going to power through here today. You'd forever 24 seven champion, Peter Rosenberg and joining us from wait, you're not going to believe this. Cause you just heard him <laughs> say on the show, I think a week ago that he had to stop vacationing the back physically on vacation again. Stack Eye Greg. That's right. Listen, in my defense, I didn't know that I was going to be on vacation when I said that. You're a lawyer. Is that a defense? It was the true. Yeah, it was true when I said it. Oh, oh, meaning meaning it's not. It wasn't an outright lie. It was true when I said said it. And how did it? How did it change so quickly? 
we both had some time off. We figured like, might as well go somewhere. Ended up in San Francisco. Coincidentally, right around the same time that AEW was here. Oh, wow. Didn't go to Revolution, yeah. though. No, I actually walked up to the Chase Center and saw a poster with my picture and like the red X through it. And then I figured I'd... Oh, you, you <laughs> I'd were going to go. And then it said you weren't welcome. Figured I'd better find something else to do. <laughs> was it the Chase Center on Sunday? No, that didn't happen. Um, yeah, I think it was. Wow. wow I think it was wow. the Cow Palace for something else. Might have been the Dynamite. And uh, and how long are you in the Yay area? Um, I'm leaving tonight. What's the weather like in San Francisco in March? I haven't done that in a long time. You know, it's 50s. Right now, it's similar to like the East Coast. Yeah, it's like 40s, 50s. Yeah, San Francisco weather. I mean, keep it a bug with you guys, man. San Francisco weather is pretty whack. Yeah, that's what we that's what we learned. It's pretty whack. I mean, not that it's news. I know everyone knows it rains a lot, et cetera. But the temperatures too, like you you do get, of course, your warm days in, in, the, in the summer. It just feels like whenever I'm there, it's like either nominally better than the East Coast or just as bad. <laughs> yep. And that's what, that's what we got here. It was just as bad. Wait, so what day did you guys get out there? We got out here Saturday. Okay. All right. So tonight I had I had a Saturday there, had all Sunday, all Monday, all Tuesday. Yep. Leaving went tonight. Oh, that's nice. Have you enjoyed have you been enjoying the bay? Oh yeah, I have. I have been enjoying the bay. We did a fisherman's wharf. I had to I had to go to Hyde Street Pier. Uh had to. Had to go to Hyde Street Pier, take some take some flicks with the with my namesakes. The signage over there. Um what else do we do? Oh, we went to Napa, Sonoma Valley. Did a little wine tasting out there. Ooh, don't mind if you do. Let's see what Natalie's, um, let me ask Natalie what her food, what's your food recommendation for San Francisco? Wait, wait. Go. Very loud. All right, you you gotta go, you gotta go to Kevin's Noodle Shop, by the way. Um, You gotta go to Kevin's Noodle Shop. It's by the Golden Gate um, Park. It's like a, it's a fuss spot. I go there for pho and fried chicken. So you go there. Mm. Every- you said the magic word. Yeah, she did. Chicken. Delicious <laughs> she did. chicken. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> I mean, did. that's, you have no, I, every time I, I land, even if I'm, it's a layover and I'm there for five hours, I make sure I go there and, 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 uh, and, uh, the St. Francis Fountain, which is in the Mission District, which that's where I get, uh, it's a breakfast spot, like kind of low key spot. Um, I get the huevos rancheros there. All right, so Kevin Kevin's noodle shop. Kevin's for the pho and the fried chicken and the St. Francis fountain. And St. Francis fountain. Also, Natalie, do you want um, dips not on until Friday? Do you want to save your cream cheese announcement for then? Yeah. Okay. Natalie has a new thought on cream cheese that she's excited to tell Dip about, but we'll we'll save it for the Friday <laughs> episode this week. Um, all right, well, SGG, you just mentioned you did just mention the AEW um, being in, the pay per view that was in San Francisco. So let's just mention that I only saw the MJF Daniel Bryan match, but I will say <laughs> same, same. I will say considering I have not been in love with the Daniel Bryan. MJF story. Um, I do think that by hook or by crook, they pulled off an awesome Iron Man match with a great story on Sunday. Night. No, I agree. I agree. Um, 
I haven't been following the story super closely because I was just tapping into the matches. But but that match was, let's be honest, it was fantastic. No, I would have preferred that MJF beat him one and all. So, you know, he got the win four to three after a sudden death. I would have preferred that he beat him one and all, no sudden death. But either way, it was it was good for me because, like you said, people haven't been feeling the build um, to the match. And I thought, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people were saying, this is the time that you take the belt off of MJF, put it on Daniel Bryan, that they both need it for whatever reason. But, you know, when the match started, or as the match start began, you know, my thought was MJF needed this win. He needed he needs some actual accolades because the the one criticism that people have of him um, is that he he you know he goes for the low hanging fruit. He does a lot of edge lord stuff, uh, which we saw a little bit of that during the match. <laughs> he threw a drink on a kid, um, but when he has these actual accolades and these matches to back it up, then I felt like he could get away with that, away from that, and actually say, "Listen, I went." Toe to toe with the best, and I beat him for the championship on the grandest stage. I put on a banger, so let him get these bangers under his belt as champion. Because let's be honest, too, these AEW championship matches over the years they haven't all been been bangers. So let MJF be the one to put them up. And uh, he brought it. He brought it, Maxwell. Definitely, he delivered. Man, I loved the uh, the big elbow to the outside off the top. Like tombstone to the table. Yeah. I mean, by the way, I mean, the amount of work that this guy has put in his physical shape that he's in is just insanity. I, I dare I say it reminds me, reminds me of the staff of this show. <laughs> the kind of shape that he's in, you know, sure. physically the, the, strong. Yeah. Very. I mean, very physically strong, physically fit, physically cut. Um, I I also enjoyed him grabbing the lady's drink and throwing it on her child. I mean, that's you don't get that every day. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that as much. I gotta say, was uh, you you think that was fully legit? Uh, the reports that it was fully legit. Um, there are reports that it was fully legit, and then even at the press conference, Tony Khan, who <laughs> listen, we know he's not the best. He he's not winning any any Golden Globes or, or active performances here. He seemed to he seemed to come across as if it was fully legit. And that kind of stuff is like dicey. Yeah, no, he, he t- Tony definitely played it as if it was straight. And Max didn't say anything particularly, so which made me think maybe it was real, whatever that means. I mean, the thing is this: you have to think about it in the long run for the kid. The kid loves wrestling enough that he's at an AEW pay per view. At first, he might have been like, but down the line, this is going to be the best thing that ever <laughs> that's ever happened to him. He, he first of all, uh, I think Tony said they're already having him back out at the next. In a few weeks, they said they were having him back out. Um, yeah. Anyways, there were a few things like that during the match. It just seemed to get people like talking. Um, it, it was a nice job, um, but but again. I am the most out I've been on the AW product in some time. Like I just, I didn't, I had other things I had to watch. And so when Goldstein texted our group chat and said the match was on, that's when I turned it on. Besides that, yeah, same. I hadn't, I had not really spent a lot of time thinking about revolution. So we'll see where they go from here. Um, last night on raw, as we dive into WWE um, and Man, uh, they really, really 
got after it with regard to pulling together the main event. I mean, the uh, WrestleMania picture, no? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they set up that women's six-man tag. Jey Uso finally made his choice, um, to which Cody was the one to run down and save Sami Zayn, which I think sets up the the obvious image of at WrestleMania, it's going to be Cody, uh, KO, and Sammy trying to take down the bloodline, um, albeit in two different matches. Because obviously, listen, KO can't just sit back and let Sammy continue to go at it alone. He's going to get involved with the Usos at some point. Um, what else did they do? They they oh, they tried to showcase Omos, but I, I think at this point, a win over Dolph Ziggler <laughs> doesn't do much to showcase anybody well, except I mean, it's, Dolph it's, Ziggler. It's, it's funny you say that because that is exactly the kind of win that I was saying he needed to get. Like I, I might have been literally a year ago, yeah, or, or six months when we had that conversation where I was like, "When is the guy going to start getting like some wins that aren't over two unnamed jobbers?" And yeah, right. It, to to do it right now, limited impact. Yeah, very limited impact, just because of. And it's nothing against Omas, but it's what it's what Dolph seems to be doing right now. You know, he's in that thing with Mustafa Ali or Mustafa Ali where they maybe they're gonna form a tag team, maybe they aren't. Um, we don't know. But he seems to be a little bit further down the card, even though he still is um in peak physical condition, he still is a person who who can put on a nice match. And he still is, let's face it former world champion. I think he was NXT champion just last year. So it's it's not it's not like this is a guy who can't get a championship um at will at any time, but but again, it just felt like you said low impact last night for whatever reason. Um so yeah, so so all said and done, it was three that they officially put on the card and they set up obviously the the Uso tag match. Um yeah. I wonder why they keep delaying on having the KO th- thing, though. Sammy came out and saved KO, so at the end, when Sammy was getting his ass handed to him by the Usos, I wonder what they resisted by not giving us that right then. It seemed like the right time to do it, no? It definitely did, and who who knows? Like My guess is KO did come out, and they probably did a dark match with three on three, a six man with those guys, including KO. That's my guess. But on TV, they just showed us Cody. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they gave, they gave Boston something. Um, the Usos and solo versus KO Cody and, um, and Sammy. But yeah, I don't know why they're delaying it. I don't, everybody knows where this is going to (laughs) go. We know it's going to be for the, for the tag team championships. I, I, I'm questioning how much, I don't think delaying it is going to hurt, but how much more anticipation can build for this thing that we know we're going to get? Yeah, I guess that's just how I feel. You're right. It's not like it's going to be worse or anything. It's just I don't know what they're expecting the return to be at this point. Right. And, and you know, Boston would have been a good city to do it in. Like he mentioned, the history was right there at, at War Games. The last time they were in Boston together, Sammy kicked them in the nuts. So, so for them to reunite, right there would have been a good full circle moment. Um, but they kicked the can down the road a little bit. What did you think about the, the Cena theory of it all? 
<laughs> man, oh man. I tweeted this and then I'll say it again here too. Um, when Cena called himself a senior, I knew that Theory was going to have a problem as long as this confrontation remained verbal. Because anybody who's who's uh, had to interact with a senior can tell you that uh, they don't give a damn about your feelings. At some point, like the empathy goes out the window, the decorum goes out the window. <laughs> they tell you exactly how they feel and they don't care how you feel about it. And that was the energy that Cena gave Theory on Monday. He just kept cooking him and cooking him and cooking him. And this is the same Cena who we saw bring it to The Rock on the mic when he was a, a young whippersnapper, you know, up and coming. So now that he has that senior, I don't give a shit energy <laughs> behind that same verbal assault, mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be bad for Theory. And it was. It was a long, a long promo for Theory. Um... I, I mean, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm happy Cena has a legitimate advertised match. Okay. I wish I didn't find out about it on a random release of the poster on Thursday. Oh, did that happen? Yeah. I think it was Thursday night. Cody on Instagram posted the, the mania poster. Oh yes. I do remember that. And it had. Snoop in it <laughs> for, some, for some odd reason. I mean, my guess is we'll find out at some point here in the next couple of weeks that Snoop is involved. It had to be something with the with the missing title, right? <laughs> and and it more importantly, it had John Cena there right in the front. And I'm yeah. like, okay, so I guess that is happening. standing right next to Jane Cena, Bianca Belair. That's right. Oh yeah, I liked your comment there, John and Jane, right next to each other. That is that is facts. Now. Let me ask you the question as we sit here less than a month out from Mania. Are we not going to get any of the big time non-John Cena return superstars? We have, we have Trish, which one we, we didn't bank on. We have Lita. Right. We have Cena. Are we not? Are we going to get Austin? The Rock? The Undertaker, whoever it may be. Are we getting anybody? I think we might get The Undertaker. I feel like he's the strongest chance we got is we might get The Undertaker. In what capacity? I, I truly have no idea. Why what makes you say that though? Well, because he's been he's been doing those uh, you know, those dead man one night one night tours, you know. You no, know, the tales of the I forget what they call it, tales of the dead man or the dead man, dead man talking. Dead man talking. Exactly yeah. So he's he's gonna be around. He's somebody that that they can plug and play at any time. Right, hit the gong, throw the long leather trench on, send him out. And again, we know he's gonna be in town doing the dead man talking. So he's somebody they can pull in right away. And then Stone Cold is. A, I feel like there's a good chance we might get a Stone Cold pop. Again, in what capacity, I don't know. Because by this time last year, KO had been calling Stone Cold out. So we knew he might show up. So you've fully, given up, on, sounds, you've fully given up on The Rock? I have. As crazy as it sounds, because they're in Hollywood. And again, this time last year, we, we all said, they're going to Hollywood. He, at this point, is Mr. Hollywood. It makes sense for him to be there. But 
he hasn't, we haven't seen anything that would indicate that he might show up. And, um, you know, I just don't see them injecting him into the bloodline thing at WrestleMania. So I'm giving up on The Rock. Damn, that was the day, Tuesday, March 7th, where officially all hopes of The Rock being at WrestleMania have been dashed. Yeah. Sort of seems hard to picture now. Let's see. We have a SmackDown. The show that he named. His, you know? We have three Raws left and four SmackDowns. Three Raws and four SmackDowns. Okay, so let me follow up that question. And I will say I'm starting to be on board with you. I'm starting to believe it's over. This isn't some elaborate. Although, isn't it weird, man? You remember on the episode of Young Rock when they included the thing of him having a match with Roman Reigns? They did. And it was like, they they knew what that was going to do. And it did exactly what they thought it was going to do. Oh, Rock and Roman at WrestleMania. A match that big has to happen there. And everybody bit. Everybody bit. Well, I refuse to believe that it, we've hit the end of the road for The Rock. I do not. Listen, I love The Rock. In fact, I would say the only person I know beyond a shadow of a doubt loves The Rock more than me is The Rock. (laughs) And for that reason, he's not just fading away. No. his, His passion for the wrestling business is such that I have to imagine he wants the real send off. But is that the thing that he's most passionate about, though? Is rest at this point in his life, is pro wrestling the thing that he's the most passionate about? Or has he discovered a deeper passion in Hollywood? Let's we just we just have to ask that question, right? And the A and E aired the rivals, Rock and John Cena. Um, ten years ago was that last WrestleMania match. Do you have A and E by John the way? Cena? The hotel had it. Oh, really? Good for you, man. Yeah, I, so I, got I don't to, have it at all right now. I got to see it. I got to see it at the hotel. I don't think I have it at home. You just saw The Rivals this check. week? You didn't see the China biography? No, because it was The Rivals. It, it was weird. They did The Rivals, The Rock and John Cena, and then they rolled it right into Rivals, um, Rock and Stone Cold. So I was like, oh, we got to fully see The Rock. <laughs> we got to see his body transform completely from like, he was a little he was a little chubby when he came in. I didn't realize it until you see it when like it ends when he retires Stone Cold and it picks back up like a few years after when John Cena's called him out. And it's like his body, he really transformed it over the years to be like he's super sculpted and jacked now. Mm. Which is crazy that this is the version of The Rock that doesn't want to get in the ring. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's better than he ever looked. I know. That is yeah. How, how how much was I used in the uh, Cena Rock one? They, they used me at all? Oh, yeah, they did. They did. They used you a lot. Really? Yeah. Damn it. I wish I had a and I, I want to see my glorious appearances in these shows. It's really <laughs> a pain. It's funny. A&E, one. you think of being such a central cable channel. I don't know why it's on so few of the streaming cable services. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's absurd, actually. Because they, 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 I don't know why they pull it away. I don't think it's like, 
it's weird. I don't think it's that popular that they should file it away and make people have to hunt it down. But also, it's not, you know what I mean? It's not so, people are not so uninterested in it that you pull it off the packages. I feel like it's right in that sweet spot that everybody should have it. Right? I don't know. Very strange. Very strange. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah. A toast to breakfast. Damn, so I guess we really probably are not getting The Rock. Now, what about Steve no. Austin, who's been clearly getting into wrestling shape now for the last six months again? I wonder if he was the backup, right? Which just sounds, it sounds crazy to say, right? That Stone Cold would be, you know, the backup in case of emergency, you know, break the, break the glass, no pun intended. But could he have been somebody they call if John Cena couldn't take the call on Austin Theory? I don't think John, I don't think Steve Austin does that much work as a bat for a backup role. Either he's just you know, either he's just getting into shape. He wants to be in shape. But like, okay, let's look, let's look at the roster right now. Where and this is a relevant question with not even regard to comebacks, but just as the, the mania card fills out. So right now, here's what you have absolutely set. No knights have been separated yet, but we have Roman versus Cody, Charlotte mm-hmm. versus Rhea, Bianca versus Asuka, Brock versus Omos. Gunther versus uh, the winner of a fatal five-way on SmackDown. Uh, Austin Theory versus John Cena for the U.S. Championship. Seth freaking Rollins versus Logan Paul. 
And then Trish, Lita, and Becky versus Damage Control in a six-woman tag match. Right. So I guess the question I have for you, for, for us to look at here, what major talent does not have their match yet? Well, Finn and Edge, you know they're going to get a match. By the way, I can't believe they're doing Finn and Edge again. It's just not what I expected. But Rhea has a match. Dominic seems to have a match. Yep, Dom is getting Ray for sure. By the way, that to me right now, this is an important note for today's show. That has become the most important thing to get done on this card for me. In terms Ray of, and Dom? Yeah. In, in terms of where my level of passion will be for like the matches I want to see, I don't know where it stands for you, SGG, but to me, Ray and Dom would be the most must-see thing maybe the whole weekend. Um, uh, agreed. Agreed. We need it. We, we need that now. And it's in L.A., it's it's perfect. It that is I I really hope that gets made. And how would they not? Like at this point, it would seem like such a cop out if Ray was like, "Eho, I can't believe what you've done to me." And now, that is why you will have to fight uh, Umberto Carrillo at WrestleMania. <laughs> right, Santos Escobar, somebody like that. Santos it, yeah, it Escobar is the only man who can represent. For, it doesn't make sense for him to grab a random dude. For, it has to be Ray and Dom. It has to be. It has to be, especially because, like, we say this every every time too. But like, this is the height of disrespect that Dom has reached. And then the next couple of weeks, he goes out there and reaches a new height of disrespect. I mean. Rey Mysterio and, and and Santos Escobar did that mask swap and, you know, it was presented as this super honorable thing that they did for each other. And then Dom rips the mask. He just, he shreds it. <laughs> and then punches right in the face for asking for it back. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, how much of that are we going to let ride? How much of that are we going to let slide? Like, we can't. This has to be it. So, all right. So we assume, just to add to that. So right now, as it stands at this moment, I think there are eight they have written down. Is that right? I think it's eight. And we're saying Edge and Finn would come in and be nine. Dominic and Ray would be 10. Yep. What else does that leave? Oh, The Fiend. The Fiend. Well, he has Bobby Lashley, no? Not official. I feel Not like listed. that's be official. What did you say? Not, you think it won't be official at all? I think it will. I think that yeah, will be too. official. So yeah, so that yeah, would be like 11. Um, who else is hanging out right around that? <sighs> who are we forgetting? All the champions are on. All the champions are on. Well, obviously, you know, the, the, the other match that's definitely going to be official is, you know, Sammy and KO against the Usos. 12. Yeah, that's going to be official. So really, you don't need much more from 12. You can no. do six tonight, right? Yeah, and, and it'd be perfectly fine, especially with the, with the 12 that they have. Um, outside of a handful, the stories do have some heat. 
But let's see. Last year's WrestleMania, there were 16 matches spread across the two nights. The year before that, there was 14 matches spread across the two nights. So, who knows? They could, they, there could be a couple other matches they have in the tuck. But I don't see who on the roster is left to get a Stone Cold Steve Austin. The Miz is hosting, so I guess they didn't have anything for the most must-see superstar in WWE besides hosting. So he he has a he has some nice couple days off. So he's not going to get a legend or. Anything Yo, like is that. it the New Day in the poster? The New Day is in the poster. Hmm. That mean anything? I mean, at this point, no, because they they haven't, they don't have anything else. But they are in the poster. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm I, I'm super excited for WrestleMania because I'm always super excited for WrestleMania, and it's in LA. There's a lot that makes it super appealing. I do feel like we're short one or two things, though, to make it feel like, oh, my God, it's WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm with you, but it's it's funny, too. Like I'm with you, but I don't know what those one or two things are, right? Because they have the celebrity match. You know, they have the big marquee match, and it really doesn't feel like it can get any bigger than Cody when did it was it on this show or I don't remember who I was talking to where the idea was proposed of Austin theory calls out John Cena and Cena says, Oh, I do want Austin at WrestleMania, but not Austin theory glass break Mm -hmm. Cena, Austin. Come on. Cena and Austin would be, would have been so mage. Yeah. And it felt like that's where we were going. Especially when he turned him down at first. You see what I'm he said no. Like, didn't even give it a thought. Cena told Austin Theory no. And Cena is right, too. Let's be real. When he told Austin Theory that that he's in a lose-lose situation at WrestleMania, right? Because either he loses the match or he wins. And then either way, people are going to question whether he's prepared for what comes next. Either way, no no matter what. So he set himself up for failure no matter what happens in that win-loss column. It's a lot of pressure for a young man to take on. All right, let's 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 go into the mailbag and, and get taken some different directions today. Mail. Tim says, hey, fellas. Uh, quick aside, you've read a few of my emails lately on the pod. I want to say thank you. Always super cool to hear my name pop up. You guys are the highest levs of mage. Thank you. I've got an open-ended question. Uh, year after year, rising star after rising star, Cena does everything in his power to come out on top during their promo battles. I understand, especially during and after his own segment, got to keep that top spot. But does he overdo it? Does he hurt more than he helps? especially the last five to seven years when he's supposed to be giving back. I think he would say he's testing people, letting them sink or swim. But sometimes it feels like he's got his foot on their neck, holding them under. And let's be honest, it's a heavy (laughs) foot. Carries the weight of being the top guy for a decade plus. 
I get bully vibes from him. Sure, Austin Theory not being ready is a part of their storyline. But why the part about whether you win or lose, you still lose because no one cares about you? You know, let me say this. I did think that yesterday. <laughs> he was I, bullying Austin Theory? <laughs> not the bullying part. I did think, is it a good idea to say nobody cares about you? Is that useful? Or are you so confident that by the end, people will care about him? But like, I don't know. It, it also didn't seem altogether true. That's no, why it's I, definitely not true that nobody cares about. Like Austin, Austin Theory, Theory is one of the young guys <laughs> who like, there, there's a reason he's getting the match with John Cena. People do have an interest in him. Mm-hmm. And like that. People don't love him, but he gets a, he gets a reaction. Yeah, I guess I would have rather had him say, people obviously like to watch you wrestle. People obviously think you're talented, blah, blah, blah. The problem is they don't like you. And let me tell you why they don't like you. I don't know that I would have leaned into they don't care about you. I didn't expect him to go to the fake crowd noise either. (laughs) That Mm. was what I thought Cena became Dip's favorite wrestler because he went right for... Like, that was the jugular right there. <laughs> the fake crowd noise. I was like, oh, John didn't come to, like, play around. And the other thing, the uh, the sign in the audience is like, no writer had that in the script. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cena, Cena saw the sign and felt the need to bring it, not just to Austin Theory's attention, but to my attention, well, what your was the, attention. What was the exact line, SGG? I'm sorry, I'm sick this week. I Like, I remember... Why did I miss that bar? That would have stood out. Austin Theory is a John Cena wannabe. And in the middle of his promo, he says, like, somebody's carrying a sign that says Austin Theory oh, no, no, no. That is a John Cena wannabe. That and part I like, remember. There it what is. A- it's right there. <laughs> the sign is right there. But what about, no, no, what do you say about the crowd? Oh, he was like, um, you know, they don't have to pipe in fake crowd noise when I'm out here because nobody cares. He said, I would rather be bald than have them pipe in fake crowd noise because nobody cares. Because, you know, Austin Theory took a shot at his bald spot. Um, Austin Theory threw a rock. And then John Cena dropped the nuke, which I guess is bully vibes, <laughs> if you want to think about it like that. I mean, listen, that was, that, was, that was sort of my very unpopular opinion about the Chris Rock special. At what point do you cease to be the guy defending yourself and become the bully. Right. It's a very full, it's a very blurry line. I mean, it's, it's Chris rock though, right? Let's like the, the reason he got slapped was because he was the bull. He was the guy being the bully from the let's beginning. Be, yeah. Let's be, let's be, let's be quite honest. So because of his frame, he managed to to get some sympathy, but like after the slap, people posted interview clips and this and that, and like you know, of Chris Rock talking shit about Jada for years before he got slapped. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's that was sort of one of the. Th- I, so I had a lot of thoughts about the Chris Rock thing, none of which seemed to be super well received. But I, one thing that I thought was interesting was like, yeah. When I when I said I thought he went a little too far and it wasn't that cool, everyone everyone was like, 
oh my God, he got slapped. Will deserve. First of all, I realize a lot of dudes are really sensitive and scared about the idea of being slapped in public. Apparently that's like a deep seated man <laughs> fear. I didn't know about bro. It came out. He got slapped. You could do whatever. I'm like, I didn't know slapping was the number one cardinal sin in the history of life, but okay. But all you people saying Will Smith deserves whatever he gets. Yo, man, every celebrity has terrible things said about them and they get defenders. Seems like no one's wanted to defend Will Smith. The only thing he's ever done in 30 plus years of fame was slap a man that he knew for talking about his wife. Right. That's not that. I get it was at the Oscars, but relative to things other celebrities are hated for, slapping a man for talking about your wife is not that big an offense. I'm sorry. Anyways, I apologize for the tangent. Let's go back to the mailbag for a few. Mail. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com, by the way. And this one comes from the Black Announce Table podcast. Our friend Eve sent us a message. He said, recently on our show, we got a listener question that we found interesting. Which version of wrestlers could defeat the tribal chief Roman Reigns? 2007 Cena, 2009 Randy Orton, 98 Taker. Interested to hear what you guys think. Well, Dip is not here. I'm sure he'd have a a take. But you know I'm going to end up leaning, looking at it from more of an old school lens. Because... In the like, it's hard for me to even think about 2017. Yet yeah, the answer is yes. 2017 Cena would be in the conversation because he didn't lose to anyone. <laughs> right. Um. And and I guess 09 Orton would be in a similar category. Um. Obviously, uh, prime. 98 Austin. Mm-hmm. 99 Austin. That that Austin right there. You you, you would say has a chance. I would love to see 97 Brett just because they got that bloodline and the heart family. That was a five on five. By the way, I, I would give, I would give Brett of that era a, a chance. Um, I feel like he'd still lose, but I would give him a chance. Um, obviously, obviously uh, 87 Hogan. Mm, mm-hmm. In fact, it's crazy to think about that. Like, it's funny. It's it, you can't really do it because it's like a different thing altogether. But it actually would be fun. Like, it, it would act that would actually be a fun kind of match to picture. Eighty-seven Hogan and twenty-three Reigns. That's um, the thing though about Roman's Roman style is that it could like it's hard to picture Hogan coming up to wrestle the the style of today. But you could picture Reigns because, like, in a lot of his matches, like he slows down the pace. He works the he works like oh, the no, headlocks and like the, like he definitely can throw in an old school pace and have like an old school type of match with a Hogan in that era. No, I agree. I, Roman then could work. Um, let's see. Let's see. What about? Oh, Triple H. When when Triple H goes on that reign of terror, when is that? Is that 2002? I think two. I think I was going to say, is it 02 Triple H? He'd be Evolution, right there. Evolution, reign of terror, like golden shovel Triple H. 
What about Streak Goldberg? Mm hmm. Not oh, only man, was it 92 Vader? 91, 92 Vader? When he's in WCW, just like, just brought it through the whole roster. Not only could Goldberg beat Roman Reigns, it would, he would, it, they'd ring the bell, he'd hit a spear, and it would be over. <laughs> yeah. Um, why can't I remember Gold, the name of Goldberg's? The Jackhammer. Jackhammer. It would, it would be, a, it would be a spear. Roman stumbles to his feet. Jackhammer. The three-year streak is over. <laughs> All, and isn't that funny? That they were supposed to have their match at the beginning of the pandemic before mm-hmm. any of this. Can, can you imagine if that would have been the match to set off the? Because um, like like Brock loses to Drew that night. So do we see, or was it the night before? It might have been the night. The Goldberg match might have happened the night before, but they could have easily had Roman and Goldberg close the Sunday night. Brock loses Saturday, and then Sunday we see Heyman show up next to Roman after he wins Goldberg, after he defeats Goldberg. And they just go WrestleMania through WrestleMania through WrestleMania with Roman as Universal Champion. It's really wild to think, though, that we were having this fantasy conversation and that Goldberg is in some ways related to this title reign. Yeah. All these They years did run later. it back a few, a few years later with, uh, I think he beat Goldberg at, at a February pay-per-view. Um, so I remember him saying, I'm going to Goldberg, Goldberg. And Goldberg is on that, that infamous hit list that I've seen circulating of uh, victims who tried to take the title from Roman Reigns. Um, all right, one more. Mail. Thanks to Ethan, the Black uh, Announce Table podcast, by the way. Uh, Ryan wrote and asked if there's any chance that we would do a low-key heat and greet on um, Sunday at the Garden. I do believe I'm going to be at the Garden. I don't know about a heat and greet. I guess I could see how many people are going out there. Feel free to tweet or email. Let me know if you're going to be there. Maybe if there were enough people there. Right, because they got a house show this Sunday, right? Oh, yeah. Road to WrestleMania, baby. This is the one that uh, Gunther appeared to advertise on last week. That's right. That's why Gunther came on. Go listen to the Gunther interview if you haven't heard it. I just got a lot of really nice comments on the Gunther interview. No, it was a good interview. Fantastic interview. Thank you. I don't know if I did anything special, but I thought it was pretty... It was interesting. I think we just knew so little about him that there was. it was interesting to hear him. Yeah. Um, Tony writes us, Tony here. I've been a long time follower of the podcast going on eight years now. First things first, I want to give you all a great tip for the best bagels in Southern California. Mm, Small shop called... Locks of bagels in Torrance, California. <laughs> Line out the door every morning. Don't believe me? Try for yourself. Sends us the link. Second, I don't think it'll just be Owens and Sammy versus the Usos at Mania. I think everyone is forgetting about a huge piece of the bloodline, and that's Sokoa. What if instead of simple tag, we get the bloodline versus Sammy o- Owens and either Austin or The Rock? Now, now that's something. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what that would make sense as to why they're holding off on the KO piece potentially mm, I didn't think about that because like we we tried to figure out who's left 
that they would, you know, give one of those big spots to versus just where does one of those people fit in to what's already on the page? Why, why, are you, why are you getting my hopes up there, Tony Barnes? <laughs> like you said, man, they got four SmackDowns and three Raws, so we'll see. We'll see. He could be the prophet, Tony Barnes, uh, in a couple of weeks. Because that, that got me excited. All right, let's hit, let's hit some Black Power rankings. All right, SGG. Who do you got? I'm going to give it to, to Titus, the young man who was... Who was disrespected by MJF when he had a drink thrown on him in the first in the first five minutes of what ended up being a really good match. I don't want to take it. It was a classic match, but uh, poor Titus. I don't know if he got to enjoy any of it because he had to go find <laughs> well, some dry certainly, clothes. He certainly he, he certainly he may have enjoyed it Thursday. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? So I'm going to give it to give it to Young Titus uh, this week's entry from me for the Black Power Rankings. First of all, I do want to say that I re- I did rewatch it one time. I sort of felt like if you watch the mom's reaction, it sort of looked like she was working. Yeah, I, I, listen, I honestly can't tell if she was or if she wasn't. But you know what I'm talking about. She's like, because it's like, it's such a demonstrative face that she makes. I almost feel like you'd be in such shock. You might not even make such a demonstrative face. Yeah. I, I really don't know if she was, or if she wasn't, if, if she, if they was, if it was a plant Bravo, right. Cause then this reminds me of like the Ted DiBiase kicking the basketball thing. Like, you know, excellent ways to do it. If it wasn't, you know, I feel like, you know, a line was crossed. And some conversations need to be had because then it ended up overshadowing the whole rest of the match. It feels like. Well, but wait, I hear what you're saying, but it still wouldn't have overshadowed the match. You think anyone was still thinking about that 10 minutes later? I think so. Like after online, a lot of people were talking more about the drink incident than, than the match. Well, but then the problem is that would then be true regardless of what the situation is. Cause they don't know. Right. And Max doesn't ever reveal anything. Like Max literally will go Max he will sign an autograph at a show where you waited online for an hour to meet him and he will sign you're a bleeping loser. You know, like he will that is like he doesn't ever let you know. So even if it turns out it was the most brilliant plan of all time, it doesn't change what you're saying. Yeah. If people it's just thought- risky, man, it, it's just, cause like I said, there's, there's only two ways to take it. Either he, either it's true and he crossed the line or it, it was a brilliant, a brilliant elaborate work. Well, I'll say this. If it was legit, it would be the furthest I've ever seen a heel go with regard to interacting with kids in the crowd. I'll say that, which makes me pretty confident that he didn't decide to go. I'm going to do something that's never been done before. Just seems like he's too smart a guy for that. Um, all right. I am going to go with um, the Street Profits and Bianca Belair 
just because they made me happy this week, they were unfortunately at another pathetic <laughs> Celtics loss. Um, but I just love seeing how much they're moving around as the faces of this company. Um, yeah, especially cool because you know, Montez has the whole, uh, they have the TV show together. Um, and by the way, where are the street profits for WrestleMania? That's a good question. Yo, we, went, we went a whole year and they still didn't break up or have anything happen. No. It's, I it thought really they has were going like, to break up at Mania last year. And then I was like, all right, if it didn't happen at Mania, it's going to happen next week. Well, guess what? It's been 49 weeks. And the closest we got to it was them, well, Montez earning a, a singles match with Dawkins, you know, in the audience. And even then they didn't really break up. Like Montez had his own gear and performed really well. It really felt like a, like a test for where he could go as a single star, even though we already know. But I wonder if that's, if that's just the play that they don't turn, even though everybody wants it and they just drift. No, and it's wrestling. You can't drift. What, you what can't. do you mean drift? There's such thing as a drift. You can't. But, you, mean, you you drift away from friends in middle school. I mean, tag team partners on, on <laughs> WWE TV don't drift. Right. Uh, anyways, but but still, the Street Profits and Bianca doing a great job, sort of carrying the flag for WWE. Rosenberg beats at gmail.com. Dipperstein will be on Friday. We'll find out what Natalie's big um, uh, cream cheese take will be, which I'm sure will be huge, huge news for everyone listening. And uh, don't forget, of course, that Friday of Mania, we will be at Button Mash. In LA, SUG has procured his tickets to Los Angeles. Oh, that's right. I'll be I will be there. The question Travel is, will there well, be a va- vacation between now and then? It's likely. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's likely. I, I wanna say no, but this is a, a know thyself moment. Um a yeah, road trip it, or something. Might as well leave happen. the door open. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I closed it last week and then I and then I kicked it down. So I'm not gonna do that again. Yo, uh, we will catch you guys Friday. Thanks to Brian Waters. Shout out, shout out to that guy, Greg. Take it easy, everyone. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left. The majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Red Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mitch.